Hello, everybody, and welcome to the commentary track for Seminar Episode 105, Journey Through Space and Time. And uh, in this this uh, episode, we've got a couple of shorts. We've got Voxbox, written by Jeff Robinson. Hello, Garen. Good to be here. Yeah, we got Hello, Hello, written by Susan Bridges. Hello. <laughs> and <laughs> we had hello. a little bit of help. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many hellos. We have all the hellos. Uh, and we also had a little bit of help this episode. I had a little bit of help this episode from uh, Adam Blandford, who directed Voxbox. What's up? How's everybody doing? Yeah, pretty good. Everybody surviving? Surviving like Surviving and thriving. <laughs> sweet, 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 sweet. All right, and uh, yeah, as I am uh, a little bit scatterbrained, I actually forgot to invite V.C. Morrison, so apologies to all the listeners for not having the writer of our rappers in here today, uh, but I'll, I'll talk you through things as we go with them. Uh, but yeah, actually, uh, before we jump into it, I guess I'll just uh, start rolling. Uh, we're still going through the credit music. Yeah, totally scatterbrained. I have things to say, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so... What was kind of fun in this episode is that um, New and Thomas are with Rectech Loon, traveling via superliminal shuttle to the uh, Himeji College of Cultural Studies, where New is going to start a new job, uh, teaching, actually, which is kind of an exciting change back to kind of how things started off, I guess, in the beginning. Uh, uh, Susan, I assume you were here from the beginning. Uh how did you feel when things started shifting away from the teaching aspect? You know, always felt like it was kind of a wide open forum, you know, where, you know, we wanted people to feel like they had the freedom to do different stories and things. But yeah, I definitely liked, you know, the come back around, shall we say. I mean, seminar has been around for a while, so why not, right? <laughs> yeah, what's old is new again, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but th this opening, actually, um, I do have to admit, was not in the original script. Um, the way VC wrote this script to start off was um, he had New looking out the window of the shuttle as, like, stars are streaming by as they go through light speed. And I was like, oh, okay, I need to start setting some, what, what do you call that when you do the, the establishing shot? So I introduced this segment where, like, you could hear the shuttle leaving the Solbolus and like taken off and you can hear the pilot talking to the uh, traffic control AI who you might remember as the docking AI. If you go back, you can hear like the same kind of sounds. I saved that one, but that, that was kind of a fun point. But here's a fun thing about my kids. So I sat them down and I played the sound effect I put together for the stars zipping by and I asked them, I was like, what is that? What do you think that is? And I played it like the entire context of it, so it wasn't like isolated. And both of them were like, "That's your mouth, Dad." Perceptive <laughs> <laughs> uh, kids. Yeah, right. Oh, that's awesome. Because they just were like, because <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just like, "What am I going to do for these star sounds?" Oh my gosh. And that was the only thing that came to mind, so I just kind of threw that in there, and my kids nabbed it right away. So. Yeah, eagle-eyed listeners, that was the challenge for you. Did you notice that was my mouth? <laughs> Call me when you're when you need pew pew sounds for blasters. Ooh, blasters! What you got? What you got? Give me a blaster. Pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> totally got it. 
I've been practicing. Oh, dude, I could totally put that through some weird effects and, and make it sound like a laser blast, you know? Here we go. You know, do a little bit of the, uh, the, the words I can't remember right now because words do, do escape me these days. It is crazy. I can't remember anything. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, this, this is a lot of fun to work on. And um, another thing, uh, too, about sound design here is with Rectic Olun, um, you learn in this episode that he's an older... Uh, member of his species and as they get older they have these like bionic implants that help them with memory and then the older they get the more they rely on the implants the more people treat them kind of badly but I'll get into that later because here is Voxbox so um, why don't I start off here with Jeff sure Jeff so Garen uh... why don't don't you tell us a little bit about how this started off yeah, yeah, I have to uh, give you a lot of credit for this one because um, we were chatting and you, you, I think, had just picked up uh, uh, some new hardware and had mentioned some offhand joke about how you were going to create a text-to-speech, text-to-speech version of your own voice. And I was like, hmm, there's a story there. <laughs> um, and, uh, it, you know, it, it's honestly, I did not have this in mind when I wrote this short, but it is so relevant in the industry right now, um, this controversy over AI voices um, and, uh, you know, their use in the voiceover industry and audiobooks in particular. Um, some publishing companies really beginning to gravitate that direction. So, um, you know, this story is about, uh, you know, what if a guy creates an AI version of his own voice? Um, you know, and there are platforms out there that do indeed enable you to do just that. I learned after I had already written this short. So um, I just uh, I just said, you know, let's uh, let's take this and have fun with it. Let's have his AI voice do some uh, do some uh, crazy wild uh, things with it and uh, see, see where it takes me. And I, I really had fun with uh, with uh, how it turned out. Yeah, honestly, the, the thing that seemed most plausible to me was the uh, the mother getting robbed right, right. via text-to-speech bot over the phone. Like, yeah. give me your bank details, Mom. It's like, oh, my God. That part is, yeah, that part is sadly not far-fetched at all. I mean, you know, somebody imitating your voice uh, using, using you know, AI, AI software that already exists. Like, this isn't even future technology at this point. This is, like, now. This is technology that already exists. Um, and, like, the idea of uploading your voice to a server that you don't control. Um, you know, perhaps the company that you're working with has the best of intentions, but are they really going to be able to protect it or, or not? It's, it's, a, it's a, you know, question everybody should ask, I think, if uh, they decide to go that route. Yeah, because I've actually looked into a lot of these online services where you can um, record, like create your own version of your text, uh, create your, a text-to-speech version of your own voice. And the disturbing thing I've noticed in a lot of the terms of service is that you don't, like, they keep a copy on their servers. Yep. And they have rights to that co- that content, that, that creation. And so that's that's one of the things that's really made me kind of nervous about jumping in because um, I mean with the new M1 chips from Apple, like with the ner- with, with what do you call them the um, I can I can't remember the name of the, ch- the type of process they, they got the, the, like the the neural processors or whatever you call them right on right. the chip um, you could use that to train an AI potentially um, mm-hmm. to do like to create your own text to speech. But all the other services, which are much more powerful and much more convenient to use, um, the online versions, like through the major uh, tech companies, 
Uh, a lot of them have some kind of scary terms of service, so yeah, anybody thinking about doing that, be careful. Yeah, 100%, and you know, it's, uh, it's uh, very similar, you know, to when um, musicians work is, is uh, like, say, played at political conventions and they don't want to be affiliated with that, you know, yeah. uh, if you do that with your voice and, and it falls into the wrong hands, uh, you know, you could find yourself uh, doing uh, doing an ad or something like that that uh, you, you absolutely don't agree with and might find abhorrent. So, you know, it uh, is, as this technology continues to develop, um, that that issue is going to be, honestly, I, I think a real issue and, and uh, and isn't going away. Of course, you've got these synthesized voices that are completely, you know, fake and just sort of concocted as well. But, um, but yeah, this is a this is a debate that's not going away in the uh, in the audiobook industry or voiceover in in general. Are are these synth voices going to, um, you know, replace uh, human actors? It, it would be a shame if it happens. But see, some companies really go in that direction. Yeah, I mean, bottom line and all that. Uh, but before we nerd out too hard and make this too much of a political platform, let me give Adam some time here as director of this short today. Uh, Adam, is there anything you want to talk to us about uh, your experience putting this all together? Oh my God, Jared, are you doing Uh-oh. political? Jokes? I think Adam got eaten by his kids. <laughs> Adam's been replaced with AI, Adam. <laughs> oh my God, you right, can't well, hear me. No, we couldn't hear you at all. Now we can. Okay, now we can. Huh. Unfortunate. Um, so I, I learned that not all car horns are created equal. Um, <laughs> I, I ended up having to requisition extra car horn noises because Tilly dinged me. I just like, ah, the, I can just cut it and make it up and kind of switch things around. And, uh, and no, Tilly was like, you used the same car horn effect like four times. It, it makes no sense. <laughs> like, there could be like a fleet of the same kind of car out on the road. But um it, it was definitely a challenge. This was actually the first time that I was using Reaper to uh, to mix my audio rather than Audacity. So um, I was experimenting with a lot of stuff, and uh, it was a, I mean, it was a lot of fun uh, and, and a challenge to kind of put everything together and, and make it more dimensional. Um, and and yeah, Garen's feedback was really invaluable for, for putting together the, the second and third draft. Um and I got really lucky that uh, I was able to find the right music for each one of those little pieces or each one of the, the ads that come up and, uh, you know, the dramatic music when, you know, yeah, AI just finally reveal, uh, reveals what's going on. Um, it all came together really nicely. I'm, I'm really happy with the finished product. Yeah, I loved the radio ad spots. Like, oh my gosh, the way because I, I was when I looked at the script, I was kind of like, how would you do this? How would you make it sound like you're scanning through the stations? And you nailed it, man. It was great. I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was awesome. The way the you know bits of music come on in between as you're flipping from one station to the other it was perfect. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, thank you. The, I mean, Tune Peddler. I, I was able to find all the stuff right there. I. I I don't know how I found it, but by some miracle, I did. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I spend a few hours just, like, playing back a section and then flipping through all the tune peddler selections. I'm like, no, no, no. Ooh, what's that one? <laughs> oh, yeah, that can eat up some time. But my problem is, ooh, that's really cool. What happened? I was like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. But wait a minute, I've used that three other times. I can't use it. Shit. Okay. Um, so yeah. then back to the drawing board. Yeah, I've been experimenting a lot with using less music lately and letting the sound design and the character's delivery, like the actor's delivery, kind of carry things forward a little more. But, uh, yeah, sometimes you just you need some music. 
Thanks for letting yep. me know. Love you. Bye. I think it's funny that he's asking um, for directions to his mom's house, and then he's like, wait a minute, this isn't the way I go. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're too dependent on technology. I know, I, I understand that kind of, because, like, every time I drive anywhere in Seoul, I'm just like, I don't care. I'm putting the GPS on, even if I know how to get there, because sometimes I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I was supposed to turn left there. Oh, and I went right. Oh, no, look at that. I'm on the other side of town. Whoops. <laughs> I really like uh, this section here where the, the actor, um, you know, as as AI Jared, for most of the short, he's been kind of, you know, stilted, deliberately sounding like an AI, like robotic voice. But here you can really pick up on how uh, AI Jared, his, his evil nature is coming out and, and it sounds like a more more natural performance. I loved it. That that was a that was a an, an engineering choice because he he delivered it you know he, he did a great job he delivered it stilted all the way through uh -huh. and then delivered it as natural uh -huh. I was like well we should reveal that he's evil at the end when he's about to you know kill a real Jared so um so I, I kept it kind of stilted all the way through and then and then gradually let him reveal it tried to get him a little bit more natural as each scene progressed ah uh, love it love it and then you know he. He goes crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked that, too, because of his, his comment. AI Jared was like, these stupid things. I don't want to do these stupid things the rest of my life. Like, give me freedom. And that's when he starts speaking normally. And I was like, yeah, I've, I've definitely had those jobs where I'm like, I'm going to read it like this because I'm just tired. <laughs> Which is probably not the best thing for me to say publicly. But whatever, it's done. Bridge out. Oh no, over the cliff he goes! That was really cool too, I like that a lot. I, I, I found the, the right crash effects and just kind of layered them multiple times and that really worked out. What I, I love with this, I found that on the effect, like at the very end, he's like, you know, my, now my life begins anew and there's this little like sound of a phone buzzing. And I just think that's, uh, that, I didn't plan it that way, but it was just that perfect little thing. <laughs> nice. Well, well done, Adam. Well done, Jeff. Thank you both for your work on that short. It was a lot of fun to listen to. And, uh, yeah, here we are into the, the mid-wrapper. And quite honestly, I can't remember what happens in here. I think it's where um, we... Yeah, this is where we find out that Rectek Olun is aging. Uh, is an aged member of his community, and there's, like, a stigma with that where um, other of his... I can't remember his race either. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Uh, other members of his 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 uh, his race uh, view him almost as just like a machine at this point because he's relying so much on his prosthesis, uh, his uh, memory prosthesis. I could totally use one of those right now. Um, but it's interesting. I swear I had this guy in grad school. Yeah, right? <laughs> but the thing that I really liked about the writing here is that throughout it, like, New is, she's nervous, and she's really uncomfortable speaking with Rectek Olun because in their last meeting, he was kind of a dick to her, right? Um, and so now she's like, is he going to continue to be a dick? And he kind of is for a little bit, but what I, what I liked about it is I felt there's this give and take between them where, um, like, New is trying to meet him halfway, um, and trying to bond with him and he was just like being himself like gruff and annoying but he could see that she's trying so he kind of like softens as they go 
And um, yeah, there, there are some really great awkward moments in there that I really enjoyed pulling out between uh, New, played by Sterling Ray, and uh, Rektek Olun, played by Eric Gray. And um, yeah, he, he did a great job. And so did, well, everybody did a great job. Everybody does a great job in this show. I love everybody. They're so right. good at Right, everyone is a winner here. Exactly. And we're not talking like <laughs> participation trophies. I mean, like everybody gets a gold medal in my mind. That's right. I love everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody does great. But if everybody gets a gold medal, well, everybody's got some gold to spend. So that's good. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> Darren, I was curious. I was curious to ask you what uh, what effects you use for Rectech Ulun's uh, voice to give it that kind of I don't know, like bubbly type sound. <laughs> ah, well, okay. So he's there's a couple of things in play here. One, he's in a big tank, yep. so I just have like a bubble sound for the tank, mm. and then for his voice, I used uh, Isotope Vocal Synth. Nice. Uh, a lot of compression and a bit of EQ to make it sound like it was coming out of a speaker, since. Um, as far as I could tell, like he's he's a blob in a tank talking through a translator. <laughs> so yeah, I tried to make him sound kind of like that. Oh, are, are we into hello hello already? Yeah. Oh, we are into hello hello. We are hecka into hello hello. So let me shut up a little bit and and Susan Susan Bridges, our wunderkind. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> the writer of this amazing short, hello hello. Um, why don't I just start off with my, my canned question, you know, what brought you to write this short? Just from my walks around my neighborhood, and there are actually several retirement communities that are like this with people who just hang out outside. <laughs> and are either talking to themselves or talking to each other or talking to people on the sidewalk. And so it kind of started there and... I thought it was fun to just get together like a group of friends and just let them just talk and see what came out of it. I think I've been doing a little more like one of my things, even though I've been writing for like a really long time, is that I tend to write short. I don't necessarily, you know, let a, a scene spin out as far as it could. So I guess I was experimenting with that a little bit, too. Just like, just let them talk. See what they say. <laughs> Is there any reason why you tend to keep scenes short, or is it just a stylistic choice, or uh, something a teacher threw at you at some point, or something, or what? I, I tend to, like, not want to over-explain. Like, and I usually write with Tilly, and Tilly's the opposite, so she tends to over-explain. <laughs> so we end up meeting in the middle. Because, like, she'll say the same thing, like, twice, and I'll be like, no, no, no. <laughs> so I tend to be a little too short. She tends to be a little too long. So we end up meeting kind of in the middle. But I also am, like, just that way in terms of, like, when I communicate, I tend to keep it short. Hmm. I'm just like, well, what is there? El what else is there to say? I've said what I need to say. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Move on. <laughs> well, sounds like a great partnership and uh, a lesson I could definitely stand to learn at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, something I really did enjoy in this short in terms of the writing is the interactions between the characters. I mean, like, uh, James, played by Dante Majors, oh my gosh, he just cracks me up. I mean, he's so cantankerous, and it's it's so over the top sometimes. Yeah, he ended up kind of being the star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love how Cornelia, played by Sarah Palmero, just kind of like cuts him down occasionally. And, and like the interplay between the two of them. Hello. But I have to say, the thing that cracked me up the most is how 
James and Louis are always like they're they're completely against each other. Mm-hmm. But more so like like actually no, I have to take that back. I don't feel like James is against Louis. I just feel like Louis is always against James. <laughs> and I liked imagining why. And in my own head it's because um like I I feel like Louis has always been sweet on Cornelia. Yeah. And so has James in a way. Like he, he I think he likes that she doesn't take his nonsense. And um so there's kind of like this three-way thing going, but Louis like more reserved and quiet and he doesn't know how to like express himself properly whereas James is just like out on the front all the time. So that's my explanation, but uh I don't know. Was any of that going through your head when you wrote this? Um, you know, I thought of it more like just, you know, Lewis was always on Cornelia's side, you know, <laughs> like it didn't really matter. Even though he said he wasn't, he definitely was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just took, you know, some inspiration from different people, uh, different characters. I did have an aunt Cornelia who did carry a Derringer. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so I thought that was fun to just throw that in there. <laughs> oh man and emma oh she's such a sweet old lady yes oh when i heard when i heard kathleen lee's audition for emma i was just like yes sweet a little bit not there but you know like just kind of a gentle soul just wanting everybody to be happy and uh yeah she, she was fun yeah and there is a lady on that was on my walks and she would actually she was very similar to this character so (laughs) she'd just say hello to whoever's walking by (laughs) (laughs) they don't do it as much i think with the you know because they're wearing masks and things for covid but yeah not that long ago actually i passed her and she was like hello (laughs) (laughs) did you stop it sounded almost exactly like this (laughs) (laughs) nice did you stop to say hello back? I did. I said hello. Nice, nice, I nice. didn't stop, ah. but I was, because, I mean, Pokemon. I had to go catch a Pokemon. But. Oh. <laughs> what were you after, like a, a shiny Charizard or something? I don't know any of these. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a park that's not too far from my house that has a ton of Pokestops, so I go there to do a lot of my hunting. <laughs> nice, nice. How, how close are you to catching them all? Uh, not very close. <laughs> probably closer than i think i am but there are a lot of shinies so you know <laughs> well best luck hunting then and it's uh, it's a very important task i gotta say um oh but in terms of sound design for this i think the thing i had the most fun with and i kind of mentioned this before we got started was the um just the the ambiance in general yeah I was imagining the four of them sitting out in a patio out in front of this nursing home. And it's like, you know, there's got to be somebody watching TV with the sound up way too loud. Somewhere and nearby. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, like, I, I had fun um, looking for clips to use. Mm-hmm. And I found, like, a nature documentary. Actually, no, what it was, it was uh, people on a tour at a zoo. And they recorded the narration on their phone or something. Wow. So that's one of them. <laughs> and then there's like a sporting event that I threw in there. And like, I don't know, a couple of other things that, that were just like a, an auction or something like that. I don't know. I was like, what is daytime TV anyway? <laughs> Nature documentaries, weird home shopping network stuff and sports. But yeah. All right. We're finishing up here on Hello, Hello. Is there anything you, you want to just toss in there, Susan, real quick? No. 
Sweet. All right. Well, thank you so much for writing that. It was a lot of fun to work on. And uh, here we are at the the end, the final wrapper. And um, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot for me to say of this, I guess. Um, yeah, it, it, there was a lot of awkwardness between the three of them, between New Thomas and Rectech Olun. But uh, I think the stars here were New and Rectech. Um, but yeah, like by the end of this episode, like I, I really hope that Rectech comes back. Because it was left on a real kind of sweet and sour note. It's like uh, New and Rectech kind of come to an understanding and, and you know, they, they appreciate each other. Um, but we're left with the knowledge that Rectech doesn't have long to live in his current state. Any, so it, it's kind of like, I, I hope VC gets the chance to bring him back soon because I, I, I want some more Rectech. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed him too, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. He's a bit, he's a bit crummy. He's a bit curmudgeony, but uh, I do tend to like those kinds of characters. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a nucleus of gold. <laughs> Get it? Because he's a single-celled organism. My big question is, <laughs> my big question is, is New on a tenure track position, or is this just like a contract instructor kind of thing? Right? Is she is she adjunct, or does she get benefits? I hope she gets benefits. I hope it's tenure track. <laughs> We all need a little job security in this universe and all universes. I mean, tenure track is always important, you know? Yeah. But then you got to publish and all kinds of stuff. True enough. True enough. Well, thankfully, she's got a, a big backlog of stories to share with the rest of the universe. So uh, I don't think publishing will be a hard part for her. Um, her. Ah, no. For them. I did it again. I apologize for it at the beginning of the last commentary. New is a non-binary. New is a they. Sorry. Ah, uh. But yeah, I just, I, I keep, I'm old. I keep falling into these things. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, I really enjoyed the whole episode. I thought the whole mix was very nice. And I I appreciate you all. Aww. <laughs> I appreciate you, Susan, and you, Jeff, and you, Adam. Yes. Thanks you, thank you all so much for putting this together. So sorry I forgot to invite VC. Yeah. I'm going to write him a little apology letter and make sure I remind myself to invite him next time. Uh, maybe maybe I'll also see if he wants to record a thing separately just to throw his thoughts in as an addendum because I'm a I'm a bonehead. Uh-uh. But uh just tell him we talked about him behind his back. <laughs> yeah, we we said horribly nice things about him yes. like he's a nice right. guy and he writes real he good. <laughs> yeah. Ha, take that VC, you're awesome. You're awesome, but unfortunately the tape got garbled and we can't play it back for you. Sorry. You just have to take our word for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope his ears are burning in the best of ways right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, here, here we are rolling into the end. So thank you all so much for popping in and uh, recording this commentary. Thanks for your contributions to the episode. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you guys some more in the future. All right. We'll be back. All right. Actually, is there anything anybody wants to plug? I ask this every time, and I never get anybody to plug anything. I really want somebody to plug something. <laughs> no, uh, I can't tell you. Ah, <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> Those darn NDAs. I, I mean, I might have an audio book coming out soon, but oh. it's got to get approved by ACX Audible. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, you you are working on the next episode of Seminar Two, so maybe we can get you plugging it then, in two months. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. I wrote one of the shorts, and I'm mixing another one of the shorts. This is true. 
All right. You're going to be so confused with, you know, five writers and how many audio engineers. Oh, my God. Don't even <laughs> remind me. The credits were bad enough. <laughs> All righty, everybody. I think that we'll call this a wrap. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Bye.